Now, um, God, God is, is saying it's time to possess. And so what, what I'm going to share with you tonight and also on Sunday will make perfect sense. Because, Jack, this is the year to possess. Okay, so it's very important, Mark, this is the year to possess. Okay, the planning's over with. Even last year in the Hebrew calendar was a year of vision. But it was more planning. This year, Asha, we have moved from planning to execution. This is a good year, all right? This is finally what we've been waiting for, the execution. And not just execution, but possession. Okay, so everybody say possess. Okay, very, very, very important. I thought you were somebody else. I kept looking at you up here in the front wondering who you are. I was in the center back said, who is that couple? That looks like the guy that was here last time. It was you. I'll tell you later what I saw. <laughs> not the spirit of the natural. Okay, so. I was completely off. Anyway, so, but, but you see, so this, this is a great year. Tell the person next to you, this is a great year. And, and, and let me be transparent. I have never been excited about a year before. I've never been excited because you know what? I, I, I just never understood the hoopla about New Year's Day. I just, I just, I didn't, didn't ever phase me. I was like, okay, it's just another year. I had pain last year, and pain this year. Okay, I mean, it's like, you know, we're gonna be, we'll be working through it this year. Like, hello, what, what? But I have to tell you, I, you can ask my wife. I have to tell you, I am super jazzed because I believe it. And I'm gonna tell you why I believe it. I'm gonna tell you why I believe it because God has said it, and. And, and so this is not only 2020 vision. It's not only I must declare it. Now, again, you, you that don't know how to do this, is you need to have a crash course. You need to start saying what he shows you. Say it. You got to say it. Because when God sees something, he says it. You got to understand, understand the ways of the spirit and the ways of the harvest. You see it, and you say it. He shows you, and you say it. He shows you, and you say it. Why? Because you're acting like him. He sees it, and he says it. Begin of Genesis 1, all the way through Revelations 22. God sees it, and he says it. But this year, possession, say possession. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready for possession. I am so ready. I am ready, Freddie. I, 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 I'm all over this. It is time to possess. Now, can I have, oh, here's my sheet up here. Now, do we have the sheets, Darlene? Do we have the sheets for everybody? Can we give them? All right. You all have them? Okay, you need a sheet. You know I'm in town. You need a sheet, okay? So, everybody, show me your sheet. Show me your sheet to make sure that you can track along with me. Um, I, I am so excited to tell you this. And, and don't worry, it won't take us long. Um, I pray in Jesus' name. Okay, so uh, look, look on the second side, 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. Okay, we're going to start there. 1 Chronicles 29. We're going to be, begin reading. We're using the Amplified Classic because God really wants to amplify this in your spirit. There's some choice words here that we have to, we have to seize and understand tonight. All right, so read with me, please. It's also on the screen. Darlene's wonderful. She's hooked us up as usual. Okay, let's just go ahead and read. 
Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly and said, Be praised, adored, and thanked, O Lord, the God of Israel, our forefather, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and yours it is to be exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hands are power and might. In your hands it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name and those attributes which that name denotes. But who am I and what are my people that we should retain strength and be able to offer thus so willingly for all things come from you and out of your own hand we have given you. For we are strangers before you and sojourners as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow and therefore there is no hope or expectation of remaining. O Lord our God, All this store that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name and the token of your presence comes from your hand and is all your own. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, your signs and wonders and miracles and healings follow the word in Jesus' name. So watch this. Let's let's, let's go through this really quickly. Understand the context. Understand the backdrop. This This is King David in the twilight of his life. He's about to close his eyes and go be with his maker. And so he is, he has just officially turned the throne over to his son, Solomon. And Solomon is not his firstborn. But I've got good news for you. God does not always use the firstborn. So just so you know, okay, God, God has a habit of breaking the rules uh, and anointing who he wants to anoint and, and blessing who he wants to bless. And I, now if you're a firstborn like me, you know, don't be offended. Uh, you know, God will use you too. But I'm just saying for those that are not firstborns, that God will use you too. And, and in a mighty way, okay? Uh, you know, David was not the firstborn. Jacob was not the firstborn. Solomon's not the firstborn. Now, I also want you to notice that, that Solomon was the child of David and Bathsheba. You all remember Bathsheba, right? Okay, when David was in the wrong place at the wrong time, David... Gave himself, gave himself a sabbatical. Now, if God commands you to have a sabbatical, you better take it. But do not self-appoint one, okay? So David should have been at war. It's very clear. Second Samuel chapter 11, David should have been at war. All the other kings went at war. David said, I'm staying home. Now, I, I feel for David. Right? David. David fought and fought and fought, and I think God was just tired. But hear me, but even when you're tired, don't disobey the Holy Ghost, Okay? Even when you're exhausted, Jesus, in fact, maybe had his greatest miracle when he was exhausted, when he met the woman at the well, read her mail, and won an entire city to salvation, an entire city. And he admitted, he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just hungry, I'm emaciated, I, I am so weary. But the Lord said, you know, who are you living with now? And so, <laughs> and hear me, and sometimes when you are the most tired, God will use you the greatest. Because you're not depending on you. 
you have no strength. You have to lean in. You have to, you have to depend on him. You have to press into him because you say, Lord, I have nothing to give. God says, good. Now I can give something. Okay, so, but, but understand, this womb really should be cursed, right? Because this is David and Bathsheba's womb. The first time they had sex, it was adultery. And the law said David should have been, absolutely David should have been murdered. But God, because of his covenant relationship with David, broke the rules. It's amazing. When you have favor with God, when you have favor with God, you can avoid some stuff. Hallelujah, all right? So we'll talk about that more later. We'll talk about that Sunday. So, so he has this unbelievable favor with God. And, and because of this, he is not killed. And he retains his throne. God should have done several things to him. Now, however, the baby died. God said the baby's going to die. David went on a fast. And he's pleading with God. And he's, he's lying on the cold floor all night long hoping that God will change his mind. But the baby still dies. And um, now, this is a womb of sin. It's a womb of adultery. And out of this, David orders the murder of Uriah the Hittite, Bathsheba's husband, who has much more integrity than David. Because when David calls him back from the front lines of war, and tries to get him drunk so he'll go home and sleep with Bathsheba and cover all this up. He has so much, he's a drunk. He's stinking drunk. And he has so much integrity, he refuses to go home and sleep with his wife. So then Joab and David conspire together to cover this up. God's not happy at all. But so this, this womb is where Solomon is born. And when Solomon's born, his name means peace, then it is it's powerful because God sends the prophet and he says, not only is he named Solomon, but he is named Jedediah. You know what Jedediah means? Loved by the Lord. Out of that womb. So can I tell you something? No matter what womb you came out of, no matter how messed up it was, no matter how troubled it was, no matter how turbulent the waters were in the womb you came out of, no matter how they blew it in other ways, and you thought with you, you thought you were an accident, thought you were a mistake, you thought, oops, 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 we didn't meet, oops, we, we done got pregnant. You were not an accident. So no matter what the backdrop of your history is, your family of origin God will use you mightily. Four of you said amen. amen. Come on, it's time for declaration. Amen. It's time to say amen. So be it. So be it. So be it to me. That no matter what, no, come on, be honest, right? I mean, because you know, I've, I've, I've asked the Lord before. I said, God, what were you thinking when you let me be born out of John and Mary Cleveland's womb? What are you thinking? Did you consider what that was going to do to me? Did you know they were going to divorce when I was 12? You know everything. Why would you do that to me? Why didn't you choose, you know, Harry and Sally? But God chose John and Mary. So I'd be me. 
and do what I'm called to do. And God chose your parents so you be you and do what you're called to do. Four of you said amen. Most of y'all said, mm. That's deep. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's the most awesome thing. And God really had to confront me and, and, and just bring me into a, a come to Jesus media. We, we were down in Florida. We were ministering at our Colombian church down there in Miami. And, and, and we all went to hear Michael Pitts. Now, you heard of Michael Pitts? Okay, Michael Pitts is, is the whitest black boy you ever met. A preaching machine, prophetic machine. And, and, and so we went down there, you know, to hear Michael. Uh, and you know, I, I dragged the whole church to hear Michael Pitts. I want them to experience color. Hello, even though Michael was preaching, but he's, he's black. He's blacker than anybody in that building. And everybody else was black. And so, but, but Michael, Michael's telling his story. And it just flipped my wig. You know, he, he, he talked about the fact, he said he was raised in this super, super, super ultra-conservative backwaters Pentecostal holiness church. And then he said they were snake charmers. <laughs> he said it was all kind of stuff going on. And he said, what am I doing here? And, you know, and he was so angry with God for even being born in that religious setting. It's like it messed him up and it just, just ruined his life, he felt. And then one day God revealed to him his purpose in having him born in that setting. And God was reading my mail and speaking to me. And I understood then, stop cursing the womb that God put you in. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do you know when I was called to married ministry, marriage ministry? In that womb. When my parents divorced when I was 12, I was then called to marriage ministry. I was then called to fight for marriages. I, I have a burden. I cannot shake. My wife would tell you, I stay up for hours in a night to save a marriage. And where'd that come from? I got called when I was 12 from that broken womb. And where you're broken, that's where you're anointed. Where you're broken, that's your grace. That's your calling. That's your assignment. So stop cursing it. And receive it. I love fighting for marriages. I love terrorizing young couples. It's so much fun. Jalen's been avoiding me like the plague. He's always got a he's always got a class when I come in town. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Kind of. I'm teasing. But you know, because because because. It is, it is this amazing thing to understand that and begin to embrace the purpose of God. Lord, that pain has produced power. And in you, it's produced power. So Solomon comes from a jacked up womb. But God uses those that he has from jacked up wombs. 
divorce and infidelity and, and drugs and, and single parenthood or no parenthood and, and abandonment and desertion and, and even hatred, God will use you if you let it. Because you understand things others don't understand. You know, people can write books they don't understand. People know when you're authentic. People know when you're real. People know when you've been there and done that. And there's an automatic anointing on you to bring grace. Oh, we can all go home right now. Hallelujah. That, that's the message. You wish. Okay, so, all right, so. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. So, look, but, okay, so, so, now, with that understanding, with that understanding, would, would you put your, put your hand on your stomach right now, and would you say this with me? Lord, Lord I bless my womb <laughs> that I came from. <laughs> I bless that womb. I will never again curse it. I will never again fail to bless where you brought me. From, but I bless it. I bless my family. I, I bless my parents, whoever they are, <laughs> I, wherever they are. I bless them. You make no mistakes because I'm perfect for your purposes. I'm perfect for your calling for my life. I'm perfect for your purpose through me. In Jesus' name. Perfect. Perfect. God could not have done a better job in preparing me to be me, to do what I'm called to do. He's a master. I needed all the warts I could get from my, both, all my family lines. I wondered, why'd you have me raised in the denomination I was raised in? Lord, he's all wise. Tell the person next to you, he's all wise. Now, understand me, he didn't cause the pain, but he sure will use it. How many of you know he'll use it? How many of you experienced he's used your pain? Yeah, yeah. The last thing people need to do is come to a church where people don't understand pain. Or you pretend it's not real. You pretend, you know, just give people these pat answers. Well, just pray about it, you know, and just just stand on the word and just, just you know, read your Bible and it all go away. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We've, uh, we, we've heard of some dear friends being counseled by their pastor, one particular pastor. And you know, they're, they're, their marriage is ready to fall apart. They're ready to leave each other. And so they go see the pastor. And he tells the, tells the wife, well, you, you just go home and put on a nice, beautiful negligee. Y'all, y'all just have a good time together. In other words, it's all your fault. Put on the negligee because it's all your fault. That's the message. That's the message. You, you, you wife, put on a negligee. If, if you do what's right, you can save your marriage. Okay. It will... It will hit you tomorrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's the lack of food. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Tomorrow. Oh, that's what he was saying. But how many of you know it's not that simple? How many of you know it's not that simple? That, 
that there, there, there needs to be there needs to be prayer, yes, but there needs to be worship, yes, but there needs to be counseling. There needs to be there, there needs to be as as Dr. I, 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 I quote Dr. Virginia all over the place. I say, Dr. Virginia says you have to do the work. <laughs> have you all heard that before? You have to do that's her, that, that's her motto. You have to do the work. Have you done the work? No. Mark, have you heard that all your life? <laughs> but you got to do the work, right? It's just not worship. You got to do the work. After you worship, you got to do the work. You got to do the work before the worship. So it's not that simple. But tell somebody, but we win. Oh, yeah, we do. Let me do. Let me explain. Okay, so, so, so that none of, none of you will be threatened or intimidated by what God's going to say to you. Let me help you understand that it's going to be 1% you and 99% him. Okay, does that take some pressure off? 1% you maybe and 99% him. That sound better? Right? Is that even 50-50? <laughs> right? It's 1% you and 99%. Let, let me prove it to you. So, so David, David blesses the Lord after he has, has, he has witnessed his coronation of his son Solomon. And everybody's there. And he says, oh, you be praised, God. You be adored. You be, you be thanked. You're awesome. Verse 11. Listen, please. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Now, stop right there. Okay, if it's all Yours is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Okay? All that's God's. So you don't need to be any of that. Can we take some pressure off us tonight? All right? Can we take some carnal pressure, some religious pressure off us right now? Yours is the greatness. He's the one that will be great. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my, 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 my. He's the one that will bring the power. He's the one that will exemplify and just cause us to experience the glory. He's the one that will bring the victory. He's the one that will bring the majesty. Now, it also says something to me, okay? I don't know about you, but it told me. When I read this, I say, you know what? Let me just cut out the middleman. Why am I trying to please people? When they don't have my victory. I got healed. I got healed. When I read this, I said, oh my. They don't have the greatness I need. But what God has for me to do, no human being has enough. Maybe Jeff Bezos may have enough. I don't know, but praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, anyway, so praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just teasing, kind of. All right, so, so. But, 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 but watch this, watch this, okay? So, so that God, God has the greatness. So what you need, what you need, God has it. So hear me. Stop trying to brown nose Bishop and Dr. Virginia. Stop trying to kiss up to them. Stop trying to get their approval. Hear me, please. Stop trying to get them to like you. Stop thinking they, they're supposed to be my best friend. No, they're not. They are your spiritual parents. No parent is a best friend with their child. 
that's confusing to the child. You're sending double messages. Can I get an amen, Reverend Mark? Amen, right? <laughs> Mark said my parents have that really clear. All right, you, you need, did your parents show that to you also? Hey, right, you have black parents, right? They, they, they got that revelation. They got that revelation. Tell you the minute, I'm not your friend. <laughs> not at all, right? I have a job to do. I have a job to do. I have a job to do. I love you. I will take a bullet for you. But I'm not here to be your friend. I'll lay down my life for you. But please understand, I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you. Okay. All right. So, um, where was I? So, so, so stop, you know, stop trying to get people to approve of you. Because at the end of the day, they don't have the greatness you need. They don't, they don't have the glory you need. They, they don't have your destiny. They really don't. Now, their job, their job, and the pastor's job is to point you to the one who has the greatness. It's to help you understand him and, and how to receive and, and how to position yourself to be with him so you can get from him, say from him. Right, and so it's so important that you understand they don't hold your destiny. They help you get to the one who does. And once they get you there, they can't help you after you get there. <laughs> they have to get there for themselves. We are all in the same boat. And so it's helped me so much not need people's approval because I don't, I don't want to please you. The one I need to please is there. So the question is, after I preach, after I pray, after I prophesy, whatever, are you pleased? I need to hear from you. Are you pleased? And if he's pleased, all is well. He'll deal with the rest of y'all. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is, it is so wonderful. Say it with me. Yours, Lord, is the greatness. Yours, Lord, is the power. Yours, Lord, is the glory. Yours, Lord, is the victory. Yours, Lord, is the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Everything, all of it, all of it, all of it. Now, now, now Jeff, Jeff thinks that money's his. Somebody's to send him a text. It all belongs to the Lord. He has allowed him at this time to hold it for him. Until he gives it to us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Right away. So, but you got you to understand. You got to understand what God's doing. You got to understand what God is doing. So he's preparing us. So read, read, yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and yours it is to be exalted as head over all. So this is about God. Say it's about God. So what I'm going to tell you this weekend, it's about God. Don't think it's about you. Now, I know you're trying to find yourself, find your identity, find your purpose. Let me tell you, it's not about you. Now, what he's going to do is going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. What I'm gonna tell you. It's going to blow your mind, but it ain't about you. Now, and you're going to be happy all year. It's still not about you. You are going to receive 
resources you've never received before. And it's still not about you. I have to tell you this so you are not tempted to think it's about you. Not one minute. It's not about you. This is about his kingdom. And he simply put it in your hands to release it through your hands. So it comes from his hands to come through your hands. It comes from his hands to flow through your hands. Now, don't worry. There'll be enough for you. See, now you're smiling. No, 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 no. I got a smile out of jail. No, this is, he said, y'all right. Okay, you can keep preaching. You can keep preaching, Pastor Chandler. Isn't that great? I just love to see you smile. You have the best smile, sir. Best smile. Yes, you do. You could give smiling lessons. You really could. So it is, it, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. God really, really, really is excited about what he's going to do in you and through you and for you. Yes. So oh, let's keep reading. So yours is, it is to be exalted as head over all. Verse 12. Now, please hear this. Both riches and honor come from you. <laughs> so when God tells you what he's going to do, don't you ask, where am I going to get the money from? Don't, don't. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. You're not supposed to get the money. This has got to be clear. You're not supposed to get the money. You're not. This is for you. You're not supposed to get the money. It comes from him. He will get it to you. He, he can't have you worrying about where are the resources going to come from. Because that's when you get into your intellect. And that's when you violate the presence of the Lord and violate the purpose of God. He doesn't need you to worry about where the money's coming from. He told Joshua, I'm giving you all this land. Now step on it. That's all you have to do is to step on it. Step on it. You don't have to understand how the ground's going to become yours. You don't understand how the, how the enemy is going to fall. Your job is to step. Both riches and honor come from who? 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 Tell them. They come from you, Lord. Okay, so stop thinking they have to come from you. What he's going to do he is required that you understand is coming from him. Isn't that exciting? There's no pressure on you. I'm so happy about this word, I don't know what to do. There's no pressure on me either. That God is speaking gargantuan things that, that we have to do, and guess what? I don't have to worry about the money. I don't have to worry about the money. God is the one who has it. And you reign over all. You reign over all the riches. You reign over all the honor. Watch this. And in your hands are power and might. Watch it. In your hands it is to make great and to give strength to all. So I got I to tell you something. Circle the word great, please. Circle the word great. Circle the word great. Because the Lord said to tell you he is making you great. Even if your last name is not Ward. One of you said amen. Just one. I just, 
even if your name is not Ward. This is, this, is, this is crucial. You have to understand, he's going to make you great. In fact, let me tell you a secret. The greatness is already in you. <laughs> Let's just spill the beans. The greatness is already in you. He's going to help you access it, tap into it, find out there is greatness in you. See, 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 see God, God took Solomon from the womb that was cursed. Death had been Death had been the history of this womb. Death had been the mark of this womb. But now God says, I'm redeeming the womb. And I'm bringing magnificent blessing. And so that's you and that's me. That's you and that's me. So God's going to make you great. Say, God, you can make me great. So God, I believe, I believe you're going to make me great. Now, please hear me. Please hear me. You've got to understand. God knows what great means. When I'm talking about your definition of great, I have to come after unbelief tonight, okay? i got to come after it. When I'm talking about your definition of great, his definition. You're going to do some great things. I'm telling you. You're going to do some great things. You are going to do some great things. Great. Me? Yes, you. Me? Yes, you. Me? Couldn't be. Yes, you. Tell somebody he's talking to me. There is greatness in you. And, and God, it, notice, it's God's hand that brings it out. It's God's hand. Say God's hand. Not your hand, not your hand. You don't have to. Now, don't sit here and say, I don't have enough degrees, and I'm not as educated as I should, and you know, I haven't been in the right places, and I was born on the right side of the tracks. Wait, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. It is in God's hands. Don't make this about you. Because God's about to give you a foundation. It's going to be great, and you, 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 you got to understand, the Lord will provide the resources. The Lord will provide the money, the riches. The Lord will give the contacts and the favor and the influence, and you are not, how are we going to do this? That is an offense to him because it comes from him. Why are you asking how are we going to do it? He doesn't need you and I involved in the how. He just needs us to step on it. <laughs> so, so, in your hands, look, in your hands it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, understand that when God gives a vision this big, yes, on you, on you. Can I tell you, your womb prepared you for your vision. You are perfect for your vision. You had to go through what you went through. You had to, to understand the nature of what God wants to do in the lives of others. You've been hating your past all this time. You need to bless your past because it blessed you. The heart you have, the intuition you have, the 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 the. the the passion you have, 
That came from a lot of pain. A lot of hardship. A lot of rejection. But you know some things. And you can smell rejection a mile away on somebody. They cannot fool you. They can wear Louis Vuitton. You still rejected. You're dealing with a spirit of rejection. And the Lord is going to set you free, make you whole, make you well. Some of you just, you know what it is to be alone. You know what it is to be lonely. You know what it is to be lonesome. That's not by accident. You're perfect. Tell somebody, I'm perfect. For his purpose, for his purpose, for his purpose. All right, so God's going to give you strength. I'll tell you more about that Sunday. God's going to give you strength. Verse 13, now therefore, O God, we thank you and praise you in your glorious name. Verse 14, but, but who am I and what are my people that we should retain strength and be able to offer thus so willingly? If, if you look at chapter 28, you will understand that David alone, David alone, gave billions of dollars in gold, <laughs> billions in, in, in comparable dollars of gold and silver and jewels. David was an unbelievably wealthy man. And by himself, almost, he financed the entire temple, building of the temple. Because this is what Solomon was, uh, was assigned to do, was tasked to do, was to build the temple. And so when he coroned, when he, we coroned him, he also told him, your job is to build God's temple. That's this whole ceremony around that. It's not even about him becoming king. It's about him building a temple. Because God forbid David to build the, king, the temple because God said, your hands are too bloody. Well, you're the one commanding me to fight. I know, but your hands are too bloody. So David said, okay. <laughs> you know, and, and David is this really you know, determined guy. He's stubborn. So he finances it. He gives his son the blueprint. He organizes all the workers. David did it himself. But anyway, Solomon got to preside over it. I don't know what he did. <laughs> David was ruling from the grave. That's what he was doing. David, David's will was done from the grave. So it was all good. It was all good. So watch this. This is powerful. But who am I, verse 14, and what are my people that we should retain strength and be able to offer thus so willingly? So all the priests and all the other elders and leaders of the nation also gave super generously, but it was not as much as David. For all things, listen to this, for all things come from you, and out of your own hand we have given you. Now, would you please understand also, also look at verse 16. Jump down to verse 16. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build you a house for, your holy name and the token of your presence comes from your hand and is all your own. Can I tell you again? Please let me tell you. God will trust you. God will trust you with a lot if he can rest assured that you won't think it's yours. And this is his issue with us. We have such a spirit of poverty. And we have such a spirit of lack that when we get something, I'm never going to let it go. This is this. Oh, I've been waiting all my life for this. And, you know, and this, is, this is my security. And this is my financial safety. And this is my, my 
Hey, my, my, nest, my nest egg. I don't know what it is. My nest egg. Please, please understand. Please understand. You just blew it. You would have given me more. You would have given me more. Holding on to it, holding on to it. And he's like, your, your spirit of poverty is shouting and yelling it. And it's like, could you please trust me? And so, and so God, God will do it. Now, let me give you proof. Turn real fast on your Bible, your phone, whatever. Turn Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Look at verse 5, right? Verse 6. Verse 6. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Verse 6. Somebody read that, please. Isaiah 61. And verse 6. This is an incredible verse. You're going to love it. This is a whole message by itself, but I'm just going to show you the verse. Go ahead and read it, please. All right, somebody just read another version, please. Another version, please. That's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Another version? I, I didn't know the passion had already been completed in Isaiah. Now you tell me. That's fantastic. I'm waiting for the whole Bible. I, I love the passion. Okay, somebody else. Another version. Any version. Perfecto. Now, understand who God's talking to real fast. And I'm actually finished, okay? Understand who God's talking to. He's talking to people that have been dragged through the mud. This they've been through. Lord have mercy. My God, it, it, is, it has been a nightmare for decades. And, and finally, God is speaking. Well, God always spoke to Isaiah. But God is saying, okay, now's the time and this is going to happen. And because sometimes, you know what? You just got to wait on God through it all. So, 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 so God tells them, watch this, God tells them, everybody's going to know that you are not in it for money. Please hear me. Everybody's going to know that this is not about materialism or status. It's, it's, it's not about living on the hill. It's not about driving the best car. That, that is not about having gazillion dollars in the bank for you to stare at. And worry over and fret over and fret over. I'm not talking to you at all, Pastor Kurt. Not at all. What makes you think I'm talking to you, Pastor Kurt? I, you're not on my mind at all, Pastor Kurt. So, so, so that, God's my witness. But, but, but notice here, God is saying, if you cannot be bought and if you're not for sale, I have no problem transferring the wealth of the and the riches of the nations and the Gentiles to you. I just need to know that you know it's mine. That's all I want to know. If, if, if I can be confident, if I won't have any trouble out of you, that, that, that you will settle it, it's God's. And I don't have to fight with you about ownership. That I have no problem giving it to you. 
If I can get you to be delivered of your spirit of poverty, which makes you think that tomorrow's going to be horrible and you're not going to have enough, and where's it going to come from? If I can get you to be delivered from a demon of poverty, then I can entrust more to you and I'll know that you won't clutch it and make it your God and your safety and your security. That's all I want to know. As all I want to know is, can I get it in your hands and you won't take it from me? You won't take it from me. David said, we know this is all yours. All we did was give you back what is yours anyway. Duh. We, it's all yours. The billions that we just put, the equivalent of billions we just put on the offering table here to build your temple. It was already yours. It was already yours. David had that revelation. It was already yours. It was already yours. In fact, in fact, every time David, every time David had a victory and there were spoils, the Bible says that David put it not in his own treasury, but in the treasury of the Lord. Y'all be saying, ooh, the Lord Lord gave me a bonus. This is mine. Ooh, I was believing God for a bonus. What am I going to do with it? And you never ask God, God, did you put this bonus in my hands for your purpose? Only the pastors said that's true. Only the pastors. Only the pastors <laughs> are in agreement. And y'all are just laughing, but nobody said amen. It's like, you know, I'm not saying so be it to that. <laughs> you know, it is, you know, God, God's got to get us there. If, if, if Hear me. My wife and I have decided that we are not for sale. We cannot be bought. No matter what you wave in our face. No, 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 no. No, no matter what you promise us, no, 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 no. If God's not in it, we're not doing it. If, if God doesn't tell us, we're not doing it. If, if you promise me ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to come and preach, if God says, don't go, I'm not going. The worst place to be is out of the will of God. It's insanity. It's, any kind of wrong spirit can jump on you in the wrong place. It'll take you years to get it off you. But thirty thousand dollars? Are you joking? Because you're in the wrong place. God never told you to go there. But your, your need for approval and need for applause and needing to be acknowledged and your worth, your identity is in what people say about you. You are easily for sale. And the devil knows just how to buy you. He knows exactly how to buy you. So say it with me. Lord, I'm not for sale. Say, Lord, tonight I say I'm not for sale. Say, Lord, tonight I break a spirit of poverty off my life. I break a spirit of lack off my life. I I put my identity in you. Not in my financial worth. Not in my financial accounts. Not 
not in my position, not in my education, not in what I've amassed. Lord, my value. Lord, my value. Lord, my value is in the blood of Jesus. My worth is in the blood of Jesus. My security is in the blood of Jesus. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it because, because my worth is in you. My worth is not in holding on to something that you temporarily placed in my hands. Temporarily placed. But I thought it was permanent. So I had to tell you that before I could tell you any more. So I'll tell you what, uh, the rest of you, all of us, um, before tomorrow and Sunday, read, please, the other side. Read, please, the other side, because this is where instructions are given to Solomon, and, and we'll revisit this before the weekend's over. This is where God gives instructions to Solomon about what he is to do exactly, precisely. Now, there's just one part I want to share with you tonight, and we're going to pray out of this. There's just one part. So you see in verse 6 that David told Solomon, you shall build the house of the Lord. All right, so take your finger, please, and point it at the center of your chest here. Okay, and, and say to yourself, God, God has a house for you to build. God, God has a project for you to build. God wants you to leave something, you to leave something. Enduring, enduring, lasting, lasting. On, this earth on this earth for him, for him. Before, you can leave. before you can leave. Say it with me. Self, Self you, can't die you can't die until you finish your project. So change your plans. Say, God, I hear you speaking. That like Solomon, who came from a messed up womb, you've taken me out of my dysfunctional womb, my human womb, and every human womb is dysfunctional. But you've called me to build you something great. And by your grace, I better do it. I'm excited. We, you, we're going to build something for God. There is a vision that is about to come on you. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to come on you. For God. And you got to build it. And everything you need, he's going to give it to you. Because it's all in his hand. And when you get tired, he's going to strengthen you to keep on going. And when you get some seemingly bad news, he's going to encourage you. Why? Because it's in his hand. And some of y'all can stop talking retirement. Because you're going to have a great time. So, look, look at verses 9. Look at verses 9. Just look at verse 9. 
Read it with me, just verse 9. Read it with me. And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, have personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with and understand him, appreciate, heed, and cherish him, and serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and minds and understands all the wanderings of the thoughts. If you seek him, inquiring for him and of him, and requiring him as your first and final necessity, you will find him, but if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Underline the words, underline the words, inquiring and requiring. I chose this version on purpose to emphasize these two words as we pray, inquiring and requiring. Inquiring and requiring. Now, God says all of you love him in this room, and I know you do. I've known uh, many of you for years. You love him. There's no doubt in my mind and heart that you love him. But the Lord has a question. But do you require him? And it's time for you to acquire him. Because the only way you're going to build your project and, and receive all these resources is you've got to require God. Okay, so that means your prayer life's got to change tonight. Tonight. Because your prayer life does not, your prayer life does not exemplify any requirement for God. <laughs> you do drive-bys with God. It's like, Lord, bless my mess, you know. It is time for you to require him. Because if you require him, this year, baby, 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 baby. But you know, let me tell you a secret. This is not just this year. This is going to become your lifestyle Forever. Because it's going to be so good. Have you ever noticed in a fast that sometimes it's so good you don't want to end it? You ever experienced that before? Three of you. Yeah, all right, all right. I want to eat. <laughs> well, sometimes, I'm, I'm, you know, sometimes it can be so sweet. God is so tender. He's so intimate. He's speaking things you've never heard before. It's like, I've said, Lord, I don't want the fast to end. I don't want it to end because I don't want to lose this space I'm in with you. You ever, you ever experienced that? I don't want to lose this space I'm in with you. I, this is worth more than food. This is, this is better than food. It's better than, than appetites. It's better. Lynette, why are you looking at me like that? It's better. <laughs> Lynette's my buddy, my running buddy. It's better. It's better, better, better. So watch this. We have to come to the place where we require him. And that begins with inquiring. It means that you are more often on your face saying, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And stay there long enough for him to answer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lord, show me what to do. I'm off to work. <laughs> show me what to do. No, 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 no. Lord, show me what to do for real. Show me what to do, Lord. Show me what to do, Lord. Show me what to do, Lord. That's why times of prayer are so important. We just wait on the Lord. Because sometimes, can I be honest, sometimes it takes him an hour to quiet my soul down. Just to quiet my soul. My soul is so noisy. My soul is agitated. My soul is just, you know, fretful. And it takes him an hour to say, shh, 
<laughs> Be still, my soul. Be still, my soul. Be still, my soul. Be still, my soul. And then he can talk to me up an hour. Some of y'all putting your heads down. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But we have to find a way to require, we got to find a way to require him. So we're going to pray right now because we've got to require him. Can I tell you why? He can't put in your hands what he wants to if you don't require him. Because you will blow it all. Please hear me. Your unresolved issues and unmet needs will consume anything God gives you. How many of you know you've got some unresolved issues? How many of you know you've got some unmet needs? They're dangerous. The Lord's been doing some things terrific recently, in the recent days. Right in line with this this prophetic word. But you know what I've learned? (laughs) I've learned, I said, thank you, Lord, but that's not what you promised me. (laughs) And what I need That's a drop in the bucket. What I need. I thank you. I think. Don't get me wrong. I praise you. I bless you. But that's not what you promised me. How many of you have some promises from God? Okay. Four of you have promises from God? How many of you have promises from God? Are are you sure you have some promises from God? Then he needs you to require him. For your sake. How many of you have ever blown some money before? So you need to require him. How many of you know he was trying his hardest to get you not to do it? <laughs> but because you didn't require him. <laughs> this is real. But guess what? We're going to require him this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to require him. 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 You know, the Lord's been convicting me so much. It it gets haunting me, these verses in Mark where Jesus, it says Jesus went out, and in Luke, Jesus went out to the wilderness early in the morning. And and, and I'm in my warm bed, and God's saying, get up and pray. I'm saying, and then the Lord said, come on, dude, I went out into the wilderness. <laughs> I had no blankets. There were no pillows. You know, we come to all night prayer with pillows and, so we can get comfortable to sleep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Jesus is out in the cold. In the cold. And not within, he's by himself. There's no prayer meeting. Nobody, you know, sing praises to keep him awake. There's no organist. No, on the Hammond B3 to help us stay alert. (laughs) He's out there by himself in the cold before daybreak. And we're like, Lord, no, 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 no. No, no, you, you, you never sleep. 
so I can sleep. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to obey the word. Let me sleep. Well, you, you stay awake all night. You never sleep nor slumber. Thank you. So I can sleep. Come on. He is calling us to require him. And when you require him, it'll get you up. When you require him, it'll get you up. When you require him, it'll get you up. Now, I'm going to let you go um, because we have a weekend. And but before we walk out the door, could we, could we, could we pray, all right? And uh, if you know, would you bow your heads? Bow your heads, please. If, if you know, if you know and, and you sense that God is speaking to you, you sense that this is a word from the Lord, you sense that, wow, maybe, maybe God is really going to do something tangibly in me and for me and through me. But you know that you have not been requiring the Lord. You love him with all your heart. There's nothing you wouldn't do for him, but you know you have not been requiring. Some of you are tired. Some of you are uh, just uh, worn out. Some of you are burning candles at both ends. Some of you are running. Some of you are discouraged and and disillusioned and disgusted, so disappointed. I was in a season where for years I was just so disappointed, just like, Lord, why should I believe? Just to be disappointed one more time. There's a time when I told the Lord, I don't want to hear another prophetic word because I'm sick of them, sick of them. They're not coming to pass anyway, not, not the bulk of it. But even in the disappointments of prophetic words, God is working in our hearts, revealing our hearts. So necessary to wait on seemingly broken promises, unfulfilled promises. That's a part of the process. But I'm telling you, this is the year of possession. And some of you need to come alive. You, you, you need the stupor. You need the slumber broken off you. You, 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 need, you need to come alive. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to fast, but it's a whole other thing to fast and pray. And I should teach my people, okay, we're not just starving here. You, you're supposed to be spending time feeding on God while you're not eating. It's not about starving. It's about replacing the food with intimacy with God. But some of us will starve, but we still don't require him. We're not running to prayer. We're not running into his presence. We're coming to church because, you know, pastor called prayer time. But we're not, we're not requiring him. How many of you realize that, to be honest, you have not really been requiring the Lord lately? Raise your hand. Amen. Would you come to the altar with me? Would you come to the altar? Would you do it right now? Let's repent. There's so much God wants to say to you, but we can't say it unless there's repentance. God wants 
to be required. And he's really been dealing, come closer, come closer, so there's room for everybody. He's, he's really been dealing with me personally. Because he says, if you require me, Chandler, you won't move without me. If you require somebody, you won't move without them. You know, it's like a husband, you know, who says, I require my wife, but he makes all the decisions without consulting her. And if he does consult with her, he listens to her suggestions and he completely ignores them. Because you know the Lord spoke to him. Well, the Lord's speaking through your wife, too, knucklehead. Nobody said amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So it is so important to require him. Let me tell you something. What he's going to do for you, it won't work unless we require him. We've got to force ourselves to pray, force ourselves to read the Bible, force ourselves. We've got to stop saying, well, I don't feel something when I read. Force yourself to to read. And, you know, somebody said, well, you know, I, I don't remember the next day what I read last night. Well, you don't remember what you ate last night either, but it, it met the need. God's word is spiritual food. As long as it meets the need, it meets the need. Would you lift up your hands to the Lord? Dr. Virginia had us lifting our hands. There was this theme about lifting of the hands earlier in the worship. Can we, can we ask God to, I've learned to ask him, Lord, would you help me require you, please? Because I, I can't do this myself. I, for some reason, I keep getting involved and I keep getting distracted. I keep, I keep getting off the point. I keep getting seduced by other things. Lord, help me require you. Help me. Help me to require you. I need you to help me. I can do nothing without you. I, I need you. I desperately need you to help me require you. Something in me doesn't want to require you. Something in me wants me to require other things. Something in me wants me to require sleep. <laughs> but, Lord, I, I need to require you. I, 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 I need to be in your face. What you're talking to me is too big for me. I would... I don't know what to do with what I've got now. How am I going to know what to do with so much more? Jesus, help me. I need to require you so I don't move without you. And I need to require you so I move when you say move. Because if, if I require you and you want me to move and I'm afraid, I, I know I'll need, I'll, it's better to be with you than to be without you. So it's better to move. Whether I understand it or not, it's better to move. Whether I see it or not, it's better to move because I know it's better to be with you. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, it's better to be with you because I require you. I refuse to even drag my feet, God, when you say go because I require you. I've got to stay in step with you. So, Lord, forgive me for not requiring you. Forgive me, God. And the proof that I've not required you, I haven't inquired of so much. Of so much. I'm just running my life, so, making my own decisions so much. I'm just, just thinking according to my own understanding, my own intellect, my own experience. The very thing you forbid me to do, I'm an expert, God. 
forgive me for sin. Tell them, Lord, forgive me for sin. Forgive me for the iniquity of not inquiring of you. Forgive me of the iniquity for not requiring you. In fact, God, the truth is my family didn't inquire and my family didn't require you. Even though some of them went to church, there was still no real requirement for the Lord. They required church, but they didn't require you. They required money, but they didn't require you. They required material things, but they didn't require you. They required even marriage, but they didn't require you. God, they required children, but they didn't require you. I want to require you. I need to require you. You're the one I must require. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive me for being like my ancestors. Forgive me for being like my, like my generations before me who did not require the Lord. They did not really require you. But God, I'm here tonight because I want to learn how to require you. And I know it begins by inquiring. But God, get in me and teach me how to inquire the Lord. How to stop and inquire. And not try to inquire on the run. You don't answer those prayers. Those are sloppy prayers. Those are inadequate prayers. Those prayers will get you in trouble. But you said to stand still and then we'll see the salvation of the Lord. You never said running was going to do anything. You never said you're going to speak to us while we run. You said if you be still, you'll know I'm God. You've always said still. You've always said still. You've always said still. You said go into your closet and be still. And what you do in private, in silence, I will, in secret, I will reveal it publicly. You've always said be still. You've always said it. You've always said it. That's all you've ever said was get somewhere and be still. Get somewhere and stop. Get somewhere and be interrupted, and uninterrupted rather, and, and, and be alone and, 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 and go out in the wilderness like Jesus and seek my face. Now, God, I know some of us are super busy. Lord, heal us of that disease too, of busyness. They, they call it hurry sickness, Lord. We need healing. We need deliverance. We just hurry and hurry and hurry and hurry and hurry because we don't trust you. <laughs> we don't trust you, God. We really don't trust you. That's why we hurry and 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 hurry. And we never get still to be in your presence because we don't trust you. Forgive us. We repent. What good is a prophetic word when we're in rebellion? What good is a prophetic word when we are living in iniquity? What good is a, a prophetic word when we're walking independent of you? The prophecy should be repent. <laughs> the times of refreshing will come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Repent so times of refreshing 
can come from the Lord. You'll lift the discouragement. You'll lift the disappointment. You'll lift the disillusionment. You'll lift, you'll lift all that off us if we will repent. So it's not enough just to come to this altar and cry and pray, but we must make some adjustments. Tonight, make some adjustments. We must make some adjustments. Say, Lord, if you give me strength in the morning, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. Give me strength, God. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. 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 Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I'm going to get up. Give me strength, but I must get up. I'm, I'm telling you, the Lord is speaking so strongly that you will know the wave of Jeremiah 33 and 3. This house will know the wave. In fact, in fact, Bishop, the Lord told me that there are going to be so many good men here at this church that the word is going to get out. If you want to find a good husband, go to ALC. That's what the Lord told me back when we were worshiping in the back. He said, just, you know, you, you want a really good husband? Go to ALC. There's a ton of men over there, and they are good-looking men, handsome men. They all look like Jalem. They are just all wonderful, all so wonderful. <laughs> God's going to meet every need. Jeremiah 33, 3, if you call upon me, I will show you great, and watch this, hidden things. Everybody say hidden. hidden. The Lord said it's time. See, because this is, this is the year of 2020. It's time to see the hidden things. Say, Lord, show me the hidden things. Say, Lord, I give you the spirit of poverty. I'm serious, God. Tell the Lord, I give you the spirit of poverty. I'm serious. I'm serious. I want this off me. I want it off me. I don't want any more of it. I'm, I'm, this is not going to be my identity. I am not going to identify with this. I'm not going to identify with a spirit of poverty. I'm not going to identify with a spirit of need, a spirit of lack, which I'm, I'm greedy and I can't hear you because I'm so greedy and I'm clutching and I'm clutching. No more, no more. I want to clutch you. I want to clutch you. I want to require 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 you. I'll just give me a couple more minutes because I, I just, God needs to, some things to simmer. Require him. 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 God's going to take care of you. Now require him. God's going to meet the need. Now you require him. God's going to deliver. Now you require him. God's going to rescue. Now would you please require him? God is going to do it. Now would you please require him? Would you please require him? Would you please? Would you require him? Would you please require him? Would you, could you just require him? Require him. He has all you need. He is going to do it. Now require him. You don't. Have to worry. Require him. Require him. Require him. Require him. He's going to blow your mind. I'm telling you from the Lord. 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 No, let me tell you something. I'm going to let you go right now. Let me tell you something before you sit down. 
about four years ago, I gave a word at uh, KEC. It used to be First Holiness. It's KEC. Um, not KFC, KEC. KEC, Kingdom Empowerment Center. Apostle Lorraine is the pastor. And I gave them a word, and the word was, and the Lord reminded me of that word because he said to tell you that you're going to see the same. I gave them a word that promotions were coming out of the woodwork, out of the hemisphere, promotion, stupid promotions, ridiculous promotions, high-level promotions. And, I, you know, I got on the plane and came home, back to the West Coast, California, where it's sunny. Hallelujah. It's sunny. Y'all need to say amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Eat your heart out. Praise the Lord. So, so what happened? What happened is that they will tell you, they will tell you, there were unthinkable promotions. The bosses called them in immediately and said, I'm promoting you in, you know, two or three levels. And I was like, huh, for what? Just take the promotion. With bonuses, with bonuses, with multiplied increase in salary. And the Lord said to tell you that kind of anointing is on you tonight. Just wait to wait till you hear what the Lord says on Sunday. It's going to make it clear about what he's going to do. He is going to do. I've never been excited about New Year. But this year, ooh, I'm tripping. Oh, my gosh. I'm just looking. Oh, this is awesome. Isn't it wonderful when it's his time? All right, so just put your hands out in front of you. Let me bless you. Put your hands out in front of you. Trust me, I, I, would, I would really prefer to stay here about midnight and prophesy to all of you. You know why? Because it would make it easier for me on Sunday. It really would. But I can't do it because you've got you to get up in the morning. And God told me they have to. They, the most important word you can give them, Chandler, is to require me. Because that will, that will be my signal to pour it on. That will be my signal to pour it on. God is waiting for the signal. That's why I had you read Isaiah 61 and 6. He said, you will be known as the priests and the servants and the ministers of God. Not anybody else's servants, only mine. You will not be the servants of lack and the servants of poverty and the servants of materialism. You will be my servants. And I can pour the money on. I can trust you. So let me, let me bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your people right now. I, I, I bless them, God, to walk in the word. I bless them with the grace to live the word. I bless them with the grace to inquire of you and to require you. To stop and pause, to give you a chance to answer. Stop and pause to give you a chance to answer. Stop and pause to give you a chance to answer and obey what you say. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with strength you've never had before. I bless you with grace you've never had before. I bless you with goodness from the Lord you've never known before. I bless you to see this year. And I bless you to declare this year. And I bless you to possess this year. I bless you to say, oh my God, Finally, finally, the Lord has blessed me to possess what he has promised, that it is his time. I bless you to know it's his time. I bless you to know it's his time. I bless you to know it's his time. And the Lord said there's blessing on this congregation for debt cancellation. Debt cancellation. 
Hallelujah. The Lord is loosing you, loosing you, loosing you, loosing you, loosing you. He's emptying your hands so he can fill them. I bless you to have your hands empty so God can fill them. Fill them. I bless you to walk in fearlessness. I bless you to walk in faith. I bless you to walk in trust of the Lord. I bless you to know that he is your God, your personal God. I bless you to trust him. I bless you to lean on him. I bless you to lean into him. I bless you. 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 I bless you to lean into him. I bless you. I bless you to know him. I bless you to know him. I bless you to get up in the morning. I bless you with the grace to get up in the morning. I bless you with the grace to stop making excuses. I bless you with the grace to stop feeling sorry for yourself. I bless you with the grace to stop moaning and groaning about, I need sleep. I bless you because God is going to supersize your sleep if you trust him. He's going to supersize your day if you trust him. He's going to supersize your blessings if you trust him. If you will get up and meet with him when he calls you, he's going to supersize it. I bless you to get up. I, I release the grace on you to get up. I release the strength on you to get up. In the strength of the Lord, get up. In the strength of the Lord, get up. In the strength of the Lord, get up. <laughs> and I bless you to be positioned to receive it all. For God. This is for God. For God. But he needs to get it to you. So I bless you. I bless you. I bless you to receive it. For God. And his angels are encamped around about us because we fear the Lord. And they deliver us. And they deliver us. And they deliver us. They deliver us. They deliver us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Bishop, doctor, 